Hello, everybody. Uh, Die Hard Dialogue is back. I am in tremendous spirits because uh, my wonderful partner is about to give me a ton of accolades on how wired in I was on the Browns-Cardinals game. Uh, I'm feeling very proud of myself. I'll see what the actual details were, but I know I'm in the range. I'm also excited because the Jets did not lose last week, as many of you knew, uh, as I predicted on the show as well. Uh, that was mainly because they, they had a bye week. Uh, but now we also get to go into uh, a Jets-Patriots game, uh, which I'm excited about. And then we also have a, a two wonderful guests for another matchup. So football season is full swing. The Bills lost to the Titans. We, the Jets, beat the Titans. The Bills beat the Chiefs. So in a lot of ways, the Jets are the best team in football right now, which also puts me in a lot of good moods. <laughs> Jess, how are you, my friend? I'm great, man. I'm, I'm really happy for you that the Jets didn't lose last week. Thank you. I, I, yeah, was, that was I think big. I nailed that. I don't know what the line was on that, but I nailed yeah. that. I felt confident. Uh, and we have some great matchups, but let's, uh, let's, get, let's get into it. What, uh, what are we going to start with this week? And yeah, obviously you have um, a lot of things to say up front. Yeah, I do have a couple housekeeping items, as you know, Gary. So uh, we have a free-to-play DFS listener league for Die Hard Dialogue. Um, every week, the winner wins a sports card from Gary's personal collection. And this week, it is a Lawrence Taylor rookie card. So go check out Gary's Twitter. Check out the DK socials for the link to that contest. Uh, this week, we're talking about the Jets at the Patriots, Colts at the 49ers, like you said. Um, last week, you did originally say... You predicted 34 to 16 Arizona. And what was, so, what was the final? The final for that one was 37 to 14. So you were pretty dang close. And then I got, and then you said something or somebody said something. I made it a little bit closer, but that was my clear feelings of that. The, I was right that the Cardinals were going to walk in. And I, once again, you take a little bit of the running attack away from Baker. Like I'm telling you, this is, this is 40 years of football watching, like, like situations matter. I mean, look what's going on with Bill Belichick from the greatest head coach in NFL history. We are 36 months away from him being the greatest farce of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and with that maniacal laugh, let's welcome in our guests. Because yes, <laughs> I can tell yes, we have some people who maybe have a thought about that. So we're doing Colts 49ers. So we have our Colts fan, Evan Sidery, sideline reporter for the NBA. He is the Suns beat reporter, 49ers fan who just let out the maniacal laugh. That's Rich Davis, What's the co-host of Covino and Rich. And you thought that was hysterical, man. I broke out the Niners jersey for you. I broke out the old school. Yeah. I figured you'd appreciate that. Um, I'm with you though, Gary Belichick, farce. We're going to figure it out sooner than later. It's, it's situational. It was situational, why he dominated, and it's done. Look, I mean... I, as a diehard Jets fan, hate him, but conceded because of the Matt Castle 11-5 season. And, you know, there was a lot of context with that. That made sense-ish, right? Yeah. But now we are, are watching and, you know, you, you've got to get into – he said, listen, Tom Brady went to the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 100 years old and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. He's dominating this year. All of a sudden, Bruce Arians is a great coach. You know, this goes into that whole thing, right? And, you know, look, this is a fact. If the Patriots are unable to get into the playoffs, I'm not asking for a ring. If the Patriots are unable to get to the playoffs, the four seasons after Tom Brady left and Tom won a Super Bowl and let's, let's project this and mm -hmm. got into three playoffs 
got into another NFC championship game, maybe even lost the Super Bowl, or but like already with the Super Bowl and just let's say two playoff runs and 0 for 4 for Belichick with the two Cleveland seasons. And, you know, like, and even though they went 11 and 5, they didn't make the playoffs that year without Tom, which is a little bit of like, you know, I, I respect that that's a little ridiculous, but it is what it is. Belichick's career is going to be questioned. It's as simple as that. Yeah. No, I mean, anyway. not, not to make a weak analogy, but in the NBA, Phil Jackson. Had I don't even want to. I don't even, yeah, I don't even want to talk about those. I mean, he had superstars for the Lakers and the Bulls. Rich, and and I would, I would be a Hall of Fame NBA coach if I had the teams that Phil Jackson had. I'm yeah. being dead serious. Yeah. Let's talk Colts, Niners, two teams that are, you know, doing their thing. Their seasons are not over, but I don't think either of them think they're going to win the Super Bowl. Colts looked real strong last week. I'll let Evan speak to that. Ev, what did we see last week? Yeah, they look like the offense is clicking now. We've seen it the last couple of weeks. The defense collapsed in Baltimore, but honestly, Carson Wentz looks like he's back. He's not broken, like people were saying. And that's a good thing for Colts fans because they paid a heavy price for him, a first-round pick in next year's draft, a third-round pick in this year's draft as well. So you have to imagine, like, the Colts are investing so much in the Carson Wentz, and he's only thrown one interception so far. And that was on a shovel pass to Aaron Donald that he blew up in the end zone. So he really he's played perfect football so far. All he had to do is just have an ankle injury that signed him a little bit for a couple plays in the Rams game. He did not look the same in the Titans game. But when Carson Wentz is playing like this, the Colts, I think, have a chance most weeks. And then Jonathan Taylor is a superstar running back in this league. He's just a rare blend of speed and athleticism. I love what I see from Taylor so far. And don't forget the DeForest Buckner revenge game. This is mm. what's going to come up on Sunday. Yep. He is going to be playing the 49ers. He's one of the best defense tackles in the NFL. So I, I had the Colts matchup very well here uh, against this 49ers team. I'm actually really excited about this matchup. Where is this game, Rich? This game is in San Francisco. Okay. And I'm sure you're going to build off of that statement. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a part of me that, first of all, every time I hear Jonathan Taylor, I want to say Thomas. I don't know why. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas just comes to mind. Every time I hear him say his name, I'm like, are they going to throw Thomas in there? Um, and by the way, when you say two teams, Gary, doing their thing, is that your nice way of saying two under 500 teams trying to do something? Yeah, it's, it's two under yeah. 500 teams yeah. that, that I feel one of them could slip into the playoffs. Um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, both teams have things going on that can give you a little bit of optimism. And, um, mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, I, you know, as I would love to be in bo either of those teams situation right now, cause there's still hope, you know, in Jets land for the last decade, we, we, me and my brother used to have this thing where we would just dream that every game mattered. Yeah. We loved it so much that if you could get all 16 games to matter, right. Even if you're like trying to back into the playoffs in week 16, like that would be like amazing. Right. And we had a good run for a while. Then, then things started breaking down after the Rex Ryan era. And we started making the joke of like, just get me to Thanksgiving. Get me to Thanksgiving yep. where I feel like there's a season. Then that became Halloween. Now for the last half decade, it's like, can we even get to October 1st where the football matters? And you know, with the Jets losing to the Falcons two weeks ago, that pretty much ended their season from a playoff caliber standpoint, which, you know, which really sucks. So for me, it's October 20th as we're filming this, and both of you still believe, and you're in a little bit of a tougher spot, Rich, because of the division, um, probably. But like Evan was one and four, I think, and now is two and four. And probably, given the way the AFC is, probably feels like, I don't know, let's get hot. Carson's been good. And like, this is a huge game for them to go to San Francisco. It's a huge game for both teams. And by the way, that Buffalo loss that you loved, Gary, that killed Evan because 
if Tennessee slips to three and three, that division looks a hell of a lot easier. That's that's number one. And the 49ers have a real tough division. This game means a lot because if they play Indy well and win, they play the Bears. You'd hope maybe they beat the Bears. Then they go in four and three versus Arizona at home. Yeah, they played the Cardinals tough. So I don't think the 49ers are done by any means. And I agree. That extra playoff team, Evan, you'll probably attest to this, is going to mean something this year because there's going to be a team that slips in at 10 and seven, maybe, right? No, yeah, certainly so. But I want to say, yeah, nine and eight. AFC South, especially. I mean, you can get eight or nine wins potentially out of this division with how it's stacking up so far. The Titans have a really tough schedule in the next couple of weeks. They play the Chiefs. They play the Rams, the Colts, and the Saints in the next four weeks. So mm. that could be potentially four straight losses in the Colts over the next four weeks. 49ers, they play the Titans, Jets, and Jaguars. So I think by next month, you could be seeing the Colts at six and four. Hold on. The, the Jets are going to come in on a Thursday night and continue their dominance of Uh-oh. the AFC South. But we'll get into that later. Let's get into Jess, give us some spreads, some points. Of, where are we on this game? Yeah, so Niners favored by four and a half. The line did move a point yesterday uh, from three and a half because Garoppolo practiced yesterday. Trey Lance did not, obviously, like a murky quarterback situation going on. Uh, 49ers are minus 210 on the money line. Colts plus 175. Game total is 44 and a half. Boys? I have uh, I have the lock. You want to hear the lock of the week, Gary? Yeah. I, yes, I prefer those. And Evan, you'll like where I'm going with this because I'm not I'm not betting my Niners to cover that point spread. I love an old school sucker teaser bet. I love the Colts plus 10 and a half and under 50 and a half. Six point Ooh. teaser, Colts plus 10 and a half, under 50 and a half. So now, now you're looking at a, a close game, low scoring if it's 17, 14, 20, 2017, something like that. No, I don't think either team's blowing the other out. So I love the 10 how is, how is Rich creating that teaser? I feel like he's he's getting six extra points, but what's he losing on the... So I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Niners. I'm taking it from minus four and a half, putting it to my... Uh, so you're just going with an yeah. alternate line. No, no, uh, te- teaser bet. We're a two-team teaser. You can play with six points. You know, you can play with six points. So you go 49ers. They're minus four, right? So you take that to four and a half. Yeah, four and a half. So you take that to minus ten. So you get you're giving the Colts six more points in the teaser. I understand that part. And then on the over under, it's forty four and a half. So you take the the over under up to fifty and a half and bet the under. So I say under fifty and a half. What the and hell are the odds? You know, I don't I don't it's like them. it's like one twenty to one hundred type type of odds. Yeah, I understand. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll go. I'll go a little bold here because I think actually the Colts really match up well against this 49ers team. I'm going to go Colts straight up money line plus 175, 27-20. They hit the over as well, so if you want to parlay that together on DraftKings plus 414 odds. It's a really good one there. I think the Colts match up very well. Wentz, I think, in the offensive. Why? Down. Why do you think they match up so well? I just think the, that Carson Wentz has clicked with Frank Reich. The offense has been humming at full speed the last two or three weeks, even though it hasn't looked good on the on the scoreboard, so to say. This offense has been very efficient. Jonathan Taylor's taken that leap to star, in my and opinion. And Rich, where where and I love Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he was a Jersey boy, so I knew, and then went to Wisconsin. Like uh, I loved that pick, by the way. Um, what Rich? What's the, what's the run defense situation in SF? They, they have not given up much when you look at they contained they contained the cardinals to 17 points they had kyler murray in check more than anyone else this year so far you know they played that 
last second loss to the, the Green Bay Packers where they were in control, you know, for a good part of that game. So I think the 49ers defense keeps this game close. I think the 49ers problem is going to be getting their offense going. Jimmy G is practicing. He looks like he's healthy. If the 49ers could put up points, I think they, they win this game, but I don't think anyone's scoring over 24 or 27 points. I think this is sort of sadly a lower scoring, boring defensive game. Why is that sad? I love that stuff. You like that defensive? Yeah. You don't like the 40 I, I, to 30 offensive. Yeah, well, my dream Super Bowl is 85 Bears versus 2000 Ravens. I want to see like a three nothing like nail biter, like, like it's a hockey playoff game. I oh, by the way, guys, Jonathan Taylor's uh, rush yards are set at 62 and a half. Oh, hammer that. Uh, I definitely think I would hammer that just with the way he's played the last couple of weeks. I think he's a top three running back in the NFL right now, just with the way he's played right now. He can catch the football too. So even total yards, he's had over 120 yards the last two weeks, I believe. So any total props, I would hit the over on that as well. He just looks like a true star running back. And with the Forrest Buckner, I just want to hand real quickly this him going back to San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo, when he gets pressure in his face, can be turnover prone. I could see DeForest Buckner getting in his face a couple times, causing some turnovers here. I think that's going to be what the big difference is. If there's a prop on Jimmy G throwing a pick, I would hit that as well. Yeah, his uh, yards total set at 223.5 for Jimmy G. That's a challenging number. I would, I would say barely over just because I think they might just try to throw it late, but that's really close. Yeah, I, I over under on yardage is so it's so tough. Cause you're right, because how many times have quarterbacks put up big numbers because they're just playing catch up in the second half? So it's hard to pick those numbers. So I, your 27-20. Rich, yeah. what's your official score? Because we get official scores here and then we got to go into the Jets game. Oh, let's go. Let's go 21-17 Niners. That half that half a point hook is what's preventing me from picking the 49ers straight. 21-17. Jess, I'm gonna go with uh I'm going to go with 24-21 Colts in overtime. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very – this is a very challenging game. I've been feeling pretty good. I've been a little bit hot with the other game, not with the Jets on this yeah. show. Uh, this one, I can – for everybody listening, I, I don't feel like anybody's really following what I'm saying and betting with it, but <laughs> let me make sure what happens here happens. This one's really challenging. I think it's a very challenging game. You know, I think both teams – are going to play their souls out because I have a feeling both teams subconsciously, if not consciously, realize that this is their season in a lot of ways. Like I think the Colts have a little more breathing room. The Niners are in an obnoxiously challenging division. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, playing the AFC South is a real blessing for them um, because I think they're, it's, it's a division that there's some wins to be had there. But um, I think this one could easily go either way. Don't worry, Evan. I'm going to root for you when you play every other team in the division. So 100%. I got you. Okay. I got you. And by the way, one last thing, Gary, when you were a kid, we grew up on the East coast together. Did you hate it when you got the Indianapolis Colts helmet from the quarter machine? Wasn't that like the disappointment? I always felt like I got the Colts. And in the eighties, the Colts. You're stopped, not going to so. believe my answer to this. The old bubble gum machine that you got the little helmets. Yeah. At shop, right? You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, you're not going to believe what I'm about to say. The Colts was the number one helmet I rooted for besides the Jets because I would get it, bring it into my room and put the Jets and Colts helmet next to each other to represent the greatest football game ever played in the history of the NFL. There is no NFL. There is no NFL without the Jets stunning the Colts. My real life prediction is if that we had two or three, if, if, if the Super Bowl three played out the way Sports Illustrated thought it would, 
41 nothing Colts, by the way, just to remind everybody, that was their official prediction. If between the way the Packers beat the shit out of their two first games, if the Jets would have lost 41 nothing, I'm not sure if we would have the NFL that we have today. I think we might have gotten one more Super Bowl. Oh, by the way, Super Bowl one did not even sell out. Yeah. Did not even sell out. This was kind of like an exhibition type of game in a lot of ways. In just in 1967, it's crazy to think the history of this league. If Joe Namath and the Jets don't stun the Colts in that game, I'm not so sold where the NFL is. Maybe they would have taken two or three teams from the AFC, but we just wouldn't have had the football that we know today. And so I think all three of you uh, should thank me. Thank you, Gary, for football. And by the way, I think we could all agree that if and when the Jets ever win again in our lifetime, Gary will be the first person we all think of. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm well, going to be I'm going to be the most trending topic on whatever the Twitter of the day is of all time when I personally bring the New York Jets as the yes. owner of the Jets to their Super Bowl. So, Rich Evan, thank you so much, man. Thank Good you, luck. Man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right, uh, let's bring in Cousin Stiz. Thank you for being here, man. We appreciate having you. Um, yeah. Why don't you give us a little a little intro here? Uh, it's your favorite cousin, Stiz, straight out of Boston, uh, born and raised, um, but a huge uh, Boston everything fan. So let's just get right into it because I heard what you said about my man Bill earlier. <laughs> oh! I was hoping you were off camera and weren't hearing that. No, nah, no, nah, I heard that. Stiz, let's get into it. Like, what are you seeing with the Pats this season? Uh, a lot of stress um, for me personally. But um, how old are you, Stiz? I'm 29. Right. So you don't even know what this is. Yeah, I know. Nah, nah, this is confused out here. No, no, no. I remember the. I remember. I remember like right before. Uh, right when we we had Drew Bledsoe. So I remember those. What do you, years. Mean, what do you mean you remember? You were six. I, but I remember it. I remember it. I've been. A, I've been a sports fan for like forever. You know, of what I'm course, saying? Like, of course, ever, forever. I've been a sports. Yes. Fan. So I'm like. I remember not winning for sure, and then I remember. Literally I don't know if you don't life. remember winning for sure. I mean, like, like, let's get very serious here, Stiz. You're 27 years old. You fucking have won every year of your life. He's 29, basically. Gary. Oh, 29. 29. I'm sorry. So he remembers See, a that's little what I'm bit. Fair I enough. Remember, oh, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. Tail, you man. remember being a 9-7 and seven team with Drew Bledsoe. I understand. Exactly, okay, exactly. sorry. I'm feeling real sad for you out here, Stiz. I remember the tail end of it. And then uh, I, I remember the injury, and I remember my life changing literally after that. I remember skipping Facts. school every year. Stiz, do you know who hit Drew Bloodso to cause that injury? I don't know, but I... Of course you don't, because you were too young to remember. His name was Mo Lewis, number 57 of the New York Jets. Jess, Stiz knows no pain. I'm so happy that Stiz is feeling these new feelings because I believe adversity is the foundation to success. And I think 29-year-old <laughs> Stiz needs a little... He needs a little of this, like, wait a minute, how did we lose this Cowboys game? Wait a minute... These are the trash Texans. Why are we struggling to sneak this one out? I think Stiz is confused out here in football. No, nah, yeah. it's tough, man. It's tough. It's uh, we we we've been losing tough games, and that's what like since uh since the Miami one. Like every game we lost hasn't been a game that you know was. Stiz, you lost you lost to Miami. Listen to your season. You have two wins against the Jets and the Texans. You lost to Miami, who has oh by the way one win. We always lose to Miami. About Something to about Miami. <laughs> Miami has our number since since let's, before. Let's not get into always lose, you two Patriot fans. <laughs> and, the, and, the handsome, and the handsome guy behind Stiz is the third one on this. Let's get into this. You guys, what do you mean you always lose? You guys have four losses this year. 
that's more than you're accustomed to in a season. Yeah, but we just always lose to Miami. Like, it doesn't matter how bad the Dolphins are and how good the Patriots are in any given year. It's just like tradition. Get, what was your excuse for getting dominated by the Texans and having to rally late? What was that excuse? No, I don't have one. But I, I do know that the Patriots are six and a half point favorites against the Jets. Scary. Stiz, what do you see this week? I see us uh, take uh, I see us beating the Jets again, of course. Yeah, of uh, course. Did, did you guys uh, to that? Yeah, of course. I see us beating the Jets again. Uh, I feel like as long as uh, we uh, as long as we're a 500 team by the time we see the Bills, I feel like we're in okay shape. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I really like Mac Jones. Like I really, I really. Like Why? Him. I'm impressed, man. He he makes the passes. When we let him, when we let him throw the ball, he makes the passes. I mean, he's. I mean, he's... I like Mac Jones, man. Jess, what are you feeling about Mac Jones? This you've got a little more data now. What's your gut telling you so far? I mean, listen, with all due this, I need to be fair here. Rookie quarterback life is a challenge. Like, yeah. you know, um, but Stiz here feels good about Mac Jones. Are, are you feeling as good? Uh, I mean, he completed 15 of 21 passes against the Cowboys, right? Two touchdowns. He did throw an interception. Yeah. Like He's being a rookie quarterback is hard, like you said, Gary. Yep. yep. But and he doesn't I, have great and he doesn't have great weapons. I mean, like it's not like right. he's out there with Kyler's weapons, you know, or 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 the guy Dak on the other side. Like you know, he's been accurate to your guy's point. And you know, I don't want to take away from Bourne or some of these other guys, but like it's we're not talking about one of the greatest offensive arsenals in the league. So he's been a you know they're they're keeping him in check to Sizz's point and. He doesn't have all pros around him. And we've seen him throw some bombs. So I feel like you get him some better receivers and we could be telling a very different story about him. And he's not doing terribly, right? I think he's doing yep. pretty, pretty well. I think he's, he's also, not prolific he's all, right he's, now, but he's also, you know, cause I'm always checking red zone Patriot stuff. Cause I hate you all so much. Right, and obviously. he definitely has benefited from a couple of dropped picks and I'm not watching him in all the games. So he's been, had a little bit, you know, my guy on the other side, Zach, it, it, people are, are, nobody's dropping shit. People are making like even you guys have like JC's <laughs> making like incredible interception. That first pick in week one, like that's such a quick. The second, excuse me, the second one, that's such an athletic reaction to a tip ball. Uh, yeah. I, look, I think the, this is gonna be an interesting matchup. I'll tell you why. The Jets are closer than people think. Uh, they've come, and it, I think this game completely plays out on the Jets' Achilles' heel. Will they come out? And completely shit the bed for the first quarter again. They've been comp- they've been atrocious, not bad, not slow starting. They've been atrocious. They were down seventeen nothing to the Falcons before you two woke up last sun, you know, two Sundays ago, and then battled back and did their thing. And I don't know, you know, both of you are hardcore fans. Something that's pretty lost in that Jets Patriots game that that you know because Zach threw all those picks and it was a good performance for the Pats. The Jets completely dominated the trenches of that football game. We were running the ball effectively, and the Patriots were not. Out, you know, outside of the when the defense kind of gave up uh, that big run after the fourth pick, and they were just kind of like, "Fuck this." So, you know, for me, if the Jets are able to control the trenches, and I think the Pats have not been again, they're not stopping the run the way that I'm accustomed to in Patriots. But again, I saw that with the Jets full game. I Zeke's a real guy. So I don't want to come you know, I, So I, I don't know what happened, but even like when I looked at some of the other side, like, like the not stopping the run, I can see the jets going to the well on that a little bit. If they're not, if the packs are not running well and the jets defensive 
run stoppage is extremely strong. Um, you know, that it could get interesting. I don't think the, you know, I think the four to zero turnover ratio in the first matchup is very glaring. And, you know, I mean, the Texans, the Dolphins, I thought the Pats played well against the, the Cowboys in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, that game was way too close. I don't expect the Jets to have 12 penalties. That being said, I still think the refs love the Patriots and we may have 12, you know, penalties. Okay, so how about predictions here? Uh, Stiz, what do we think the score is going to be? Uh, will, will, we, will we play, uh, what was it, 28-6 last time? Uh, uh, from, uh, 20, 25-6, I think, last time. 25-6 last time. I, I, give, I, give, uh, I, give it, I give it 28-14. Oh, Okay. Jerry, what do we think? I respect that. Yes, I don't think we were confused by that. (laughs) Jess? Uh, I think uh, 28-21 pads. Three of their four losses have been by one score. So I think the the Jets are more in it than people are thinking they're going to be. I'm correct in this statement. The Patriots have not won at home this year yet, right? Uh, That's correct. Yeah, no. Wow, no. Yeah, see, that's this. You don't even know what that means. That statement could Fortress Foxborough no more. That's crazy. Um, I am going to go. I'm, you know, what did I pick last time? I think I called the tie. Or like, I think I, <laughs> you did. I think it was 22 to 22 is what you I went with last right. time. Or, uh, I. God, I think the Jets might do something weird here. Stiz, just for your own context, I've not been picking the Jets at all on this show. I've been picking the other team pretty consistently because I want to. I want. I want to say what I actually believe. I think the Patriots are not a good football team. Uh, you know, I, I really don't. I. You know, it's weird to say the Texans stink shit. They were getting blown out there. The Dolphins suck. They have one win. They lost to the Jags. They beat you in Foxborough. I don't care what the, the tradition says. This is this season. The Cowboys game shouldn't have been that close. You guys are smart fans. You were watching penalties and other things. Pats were doing nothing until the end. On a, and it was a muffed up play after that pick that like had the big blowout, like th- that pads the stats and the score. I, I, the Jets have just been so sloppy that I feel like if they could play a clean game, I, I think the Jets will cover the spread. I'm actually pretty confident about that. I'm going to go 17-13. I'm going to go 17-13 Patriots. I just okay. the, I think the Jets are still a little What do you think it is this season about the Pats, though, that uh, make them a bad team? I don't know if you heard about this guy. His name is Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, obviously that. I mean, yeah, you've heard of that, dude, right? I think, <laughs> they, I, I, I think they have a rookie, I think they have a rookie uh, quarterback, which, you know, with not a lot of receiving talent, in my opinion, I think that they – there's a little of the gleam off the luster. I think teams I, now with a year and a half in, I think it's all gone. I think teams go in and they see the New England Patriots. It's kind of like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, after he lost Bust, to Buster Douglas, you know, I was a big Tyson guy. I'm a little bit older than you. Like those fights were over, my man. He'd come in with that cutoff shirt. The fight was over before it started. I already know. Yep. You know, you know the history of it. That's kind of how the Pats were. The game was over before it started. That is starting to go away and it's starting to really matter. But you still have, look, I thought that comeback in Houston was pretty impressive, right? Yeah. Like that game was over mm-hmm. and like they chipped away. So there's still a lot of, 
Bell, like there's still a lot of pedigree up there. There's still a lot of guys who've won rings. Um, but I think it's gonna be a close game. I'm gonna go 17, 13 pets. Okay, so neither team to score 20 in this is plus 425 on the DK Sportsbook. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I mean, I think, you know, that's an interesting bet. Neither team to 25 is plus 130. That's a lock. Okay. I'm locked maybe in we, low. I'm locked maybe we, in. I'm gonna boost that. Boost that. All right. Lock it in. Lock it in. Stiz, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate you guys for having me. Yeah, keep pushing it because Jess, I got to run to a meeting. I appreciate it. We got our boost. We got our games. We've given our thoughts. I love your hat. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. See you, Gary. Cheers.